This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras and Jim Toth on 680 CJOB. You know what? We're going to let him decide. If he has a very quiet first period, he'll probably want to play the second. Uh, if he wants to play, we'll let him play. Um, if he has a busy first, he might just only want to play one. He wants to play those last couple of games. So we're kind of looking at how we're going to look at the end of training camp and just getting the guys what they need, what they feel they need building into that last week. That was head coach of the Winnipeg Jets, Rick Bonus. Uh, speaking about Connor Hellebach, he's going to be getting the start in net tonight. Pre-game show gets going at 5 o'clock. Uh, puck drop at 7 at Canada Life Center as the Winnipeg Jets host the Calgary Flames. Their third game of this six-game preseason. Of course, they win the first two uh, in the home-at-home back-to-back against the Edmonton Oilers. Um, a 2-1 shootout victory followed by that 5 nothing. Uh, drubbing uh, to a you know and admittingly a, a much weaker Edmonton Oilers side, uh, but listen if if it would have been a close game, um, then you know that's what everybody uh, that's what everybody you know if it would have been close Jim Jim Toth everybody would have been just losing their minds yes so it had to have been like that we discussed that a little bit too right so they're two and zero in the preseason we know the depleted lineups they played both in Edmonton I mean Nugent Hopkins and this yeah. and that but not and then this one that they had. Um, as Ross, the boss who filled in for you yesterday, was call, calling them the Bakersfield Condors is who they played. Um, but when that happens, uh, you know, th- exactly what you said, like you lose that game and you go, holy cow. But you win that game. And you're like, ah, well, it was against these guys. So but look, they do what they did. I, I said this yesterday, Cam, and I think you're on board with it. We'll discuss it a little later as well. But mm-hmm. if Wheeler was here, if Dubois was here, I wouldn't be that fascinated by this training camp. Yeah. What fascinates me is Connor Shifley Velarde and 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 Nemestikov and and where Ayafalo is going to fit in. Like the the chemistry that needs it doesn't matter who they're playing. It matters what I see from the the predicted line combinations and how they perform together over this preseason. So every game to me, I'm riveted by in the preseason more so than usual because the lineup has changed and how this lineup will work is is very interesting to me. And to talk all about it and tee up what's going on today, Mitchell Clinton, Jets color analyst. Hey, Mitchell, how's that sound? That sounded yeah, pretty that cool, eh? Pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's uh, it's still an adjustment to be honest <laughs> to hear it, but I was actually. Uh, sending an email early this morning and I realized I haven't even changed my email signature yet. So I've got to get on top of that right after this phone call. I, I was going to say new business uh, cards and, and uh, new, yeah. new, parking, to be new, new parking spot. You. And uh, Jamie Thomas now has to walk to the building, whereas you just get to drive right into <laughs> no, it. No, I thought it was a little mean that they put his parking spot like right at the end of a polo park. Like he's got a bus in. I just thought that was a little bit. <laughs> that was a little, that was a little harsh, too. but uh, uh, I hate to do this guys. Um, but because we are playing the Calgary flames, um, Chris Snow is, is one of their assistant GMs and he has ALS and, and mm-hmm. just a quick update here because the flames will most likely be playing with something on their mind tonight. His wife, Kelsey Snow has put out with a shattered heart. I've come to share that yesterday, Chris became unresponsive and went into cardiac arrest. Paramedics and doctors were unable to get his heart beating again, but devastatingly a scan showed Chris had suffered a catastrophic brain injury caused by lack of oxygen. His doctors do not expect him to wake up from this. My chest feels cracked open and hollowed out. Chris is the most beautiful, brilliant person I'll ever know. And doing life without him feels unattainable. Hug your people. Um, I think most people in the hockey world know Chris Snow's story and his family, Kelsey and their two kids, ALS, and and how he's defied the odds since his diagnosis. Um, Fortunately, um, 
the define of the odds seems to be at a near end. And I just wanted to pass that along as uh, the Flames will be feeling this tonight coming into tonight's game and share the news as Kelsey, his wife, just put this out about five minutes ago. So it's breaking news right now. Yeah, it's uh, it's awful. And I've been kind of following his situation on Twitter um, and, you know, sort of him him battling through this. Of course, a father, young kids and stuff like that just makes it uh, all that much more heartbreaking. So, um yeah, yeah, sorry. So yeah, I just it, it's breaking yeah, news now, tough, and the Flames are here. Segue. So we'd get to it if if they weren't um, playing the Flames tonight. I think later in the show. And sorry to do that to you, Mitchell. Of course, oh, uh, to bring you on good. that way and and stuff. But just the fact that they're playing the Flames tonight, it's it's kind of breaking news, and and the organization will be obviously thinking about the family and every as will the hockey world going into tonight's game. But um, let's get to tonight's game, and I appreciate you uh, taking the time with us, Mitchell, to uh, let me get that mm-hmm. in, and then also share this. Uh, the lineup tonight. Let's uh, let's have it. What are you looking for? You know, for a few for a few players, honestly, um, it's it's just you know how do they follow things up? You know, like obviously Dominic Tony Nato had a really good game in Edmonton, and you know obviously scored the goal that ended up being Winnipeg's only one in, in regulation. And then you know, I, so I thought he played well. For your young guys, it's it's really just looking for you know can they build off of. Uh, what they did and then also there's obviously a little bit of um, some changes in the lines as well just because you know Nikolai Ehlers remains uh, out so now you're now you're putting Nemestikov up with Perfetti and Niederreiter head coach Rick Bonus really wants to get that chemistry developing between Perfetti and Niederreiter it sounds like something that they'll be going with to start the year Um, so why not you know play them together in the preseason as much as possible but I think on top of all of that you know, it looks like um, this this group looks like a team that, you know, yeah, you don't have your, your Connor Shifley Velarde, like you mentioned off the top, but there's still another opportunity to look at Iafalo, Lowry, and Appleton. And that's probably the line that I'm going to look at a little bit as well. They had a really good game, I thought, in Edmonton. And, you know, it's going to kind of be a similar looking type of lineup that, that Calgary is going to be sending to Winnipeg today, just based on what they've been uh, putting out throughout the morning. So you would still expect IFL, Lowry, and Appleton to, to control play when they're on the ice together. It's just making sure that away from the puck, they're reading off of things uh, and reading off of each other really well. Because, you know, obviously when the regular season starts, the game's going to pick up in pace. And then as the year goes on, the game's going to pick up in pace. Those quick reads become more and more important. And given the matchups that Adam Lowry, Mason Appleton routinely see, um, being able to play off of each other and have that chemistry is going to be so important. So that's probably the trio that I'm looking at. the most. Uh, Nick Ehlers, I know that uh, Coach Bonus is something we're going to discuss as the show goes on, but what was the latest on uh, the situation with Nick Ehlers? Yeah, he's progressing is probably the important part. Uh, the hope was, I think, uh, you know, a number of days ago that he was going to be able to possibly play in this one. Uh, obviously not going to be the case tonight. Now, obviously, Friday also looks in doubt, I, I believe is, is exactly kind of what, what Rick Bonus said this morning. Yeah, and I, I think you know he would echo he. I would echo what he said. Is it's probably frustrating for both player and team because team wise, you know, they want to see him with Perfetti and Niederreiter. They want to get an idea of how that looks. They want to, especially as training camp gets into the second week, you know, they want to start running those power play units a few times. And you know, I remember the first or second day of camp. Rick Bonus said that. You know, we're probably going to have Nikolai Ehlers on that top power play unit. And, you know, you have all these these great plans, and then you know uh, something like neck spasms come up. And if anybody's ever had them, you know how unpredictable they can be. It's just unfortunate that 
the timing seems to be working against Nikolai Ehlers at this point. So hopefully, you know, he's able to keep progressing and get to a point where he can join uh, one of the main groups and then hopefully get into at least a couple of preseason games before the regular season gets underway. Is this Connor Hellebuck kid going to make it this year, or uh, is he? We're going to see him. He's on the bubble. I don't know. I've liked what I've seen from him so far at camp. We haven't seen him in a game yet. We're going to see him for the first time tonight. Uh, what do you expect from this young cup up and comer? Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's intriguing. It just feels like I've never seen him start a game over the last few years. You know, <laughs> um, he's been around the organization. Yeah. I can't remember yeah. if I saw him play. You know, or we're not. just waiting for him to break through. You know what I mean? It's been a couple of years. <laughs> he's been down with the moose, and we're just waiting for him to kind of get his start, get his yeah. foot in the door. Right? I hear he believes in himself, though. I hear uh, he does. He does. Yeah. No. Um. You know what? For him, you know, it's it's sounds like the ball is in his court or the puck is in his crease to use whatever slogan you want, depending on, you know, whether he plays the full 60 minutes or not tonight, obviously both Colin Delia and Lauren Brossois did. And I think Brossois said for him, it was more just like getting his mind right, getting into playing 60 minutes, Connor Hellebuck. um, It sounds like, you know, if he has, you know, a wild and busy first period or wild and busy two periods, you know, maybe he doesn't play the, the full 60, but as always, Rick Bonus is going to kind of leave that decision to to Hellebuck and, and Wade Flaherty. They want to make sure that Hellebuck gets exactly what he needs going into the season. Um, so it would be interesting, like if he doesn't play the full sixty, it would be interesting to see Oscar Salmon in a little bit. I got to watch him a number of times with the Manitoba Moose last year. He was eighteen, thirteen, and six back then. Had a couple of shutouts uh, in his first season here in North America. Um, so it would be intriguing to see him take on the Calgary Flames a little bit as well, even though, you know, obviously they don't have all the firepower in the lineup uh, with the group that Calgary's bringing in. But for Halibut, yeah, like I think from him, all I'm all I'm expecting to see is the, the similar stuff. He, I, his game day routine really hasn't even changed either, as I found out this morning. So he's uh, basically, I, I would assume, you know, he just wants to get some get his positions right, feel the puck a little bit make sure he's feeling as good as he needs to. And then, you know, outside of that, it's a decision of whether he plays, you know, the full 60 or not, especially with uh, a few more preseason games to go here. How's the defensive uh, battle going there, Mitchell? Only got about a couple of minutes here, but Logan, Chisholm, Hainola, and there might be another entry in there too now. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's been a really interesting um, couple of preseason games just to watch them play, you know? Um, and yeah, we see, we've seen Billy Hainola, we've seen, Logan Stanley and over the course of the years and Declan Chisholm has been someone that's been always a, a standout with the Manitoba Moose and American League All-Star last year. I think it's just really nice to see them, you know, with the opportunity in front of them in the preseason, you know, grab it and, and really run with it. You know, I thought Billy Hainel in, in Edmonton, uh, you know, yes, you can always talk about the skill he has, his ability to move the puck and get in, get involved offensively, but I thought he made a couple of really good plays defensively below the goal line, which is what he has to do, right? You've got to be able to get that puck from that corner to your wingers or to your partners to be able to start those smooth, efficient breakouts that the Winnipeg Jets need to have. And I thought using his body, using his frame, he was able to protect the puck a few times and make some really good plays with it. Declan Chisholm's always going to be able to get up and down the ice really well as well. Um, a guy that can skate really well. He has those offensive instincts. Just a matter of making sure he can take care of things in his own end and I thought he stood out in the game that he played as well. And Logan Stanley, I don't think looked out of, looked out of place at all. Obviously, he's got a number of NHL games under his belt, but I think it was a it was a pretty good start to his preseason. Um, 
Yeah, and then Kyle Capobianco, who's always who's somebody that's also you know involved in that battle for those uh, precious defensive spots on the roster. You know, all he did was lead the Jets in ice time in the fir- in his first preseason game on Tuesday, so or on Monday. So I mean, and ends up scoring the goal as well. Showed off his offensive instincts. Got involved in the play on on the offensive side of things. So yeah, there's a lot of names in there. And then you know, I believe we're going to see our Temi Kanayazev tonight. From uh, who came over from San Jose, so he's someone that I'm interested to watch. He played in development camp, played in the Young Stars as well. So uh, he's going to be a, a guy that I'm going to watch as well, just because I'm not as familiar with him. But mm-hmm. yeah, all these guys on that on that back end and that battle, I think, have really shown themselves well so far. Mitchell Clinton, Jets color analyst, right here on 680 CJB. We'll have to leave it there. Thanks so much, Mitch. Thank you. H- have yeah, fun thanks, again Mitch. tonight. He's, he's well on his way because the nicest thing Paul Edmonds has ever said to me is, that's not a word, clean it up. <laughs> and Mitchell got a well done on the word usage. Oh, so my he's, they're off flying that team. Absolutely. They sound great. Uh, lots to get to still on the show. Of course, we'll take a little deeper look at the situation surrounding Nick Ehlers. We'll hear from head coach uh, Rick, uh, Rick Bonus on that as well. Uh, one, uh, one rookie, a big rookie, an early draft pick this past summer, has really complimented his roommate's cooking. And based on what I'm reading here, why haven't I been invited for dinner yet? If you get a roommate who can cook, you owe them the world. Well, I'll tell you this. From what I am what I read... Like, like the years I've come home and seen a, a pan with a fork in it with craft dinner and a cracked egg... To the times I've come food. home and said, I've, I've got a little bit of a roast on the barbecue, slow sautéed if you're interested. It's a game changer when it comes to roommates well, like after that. after I read this, this guy might be a little bit busier in his kitchen when we come back. Nice. You should cook me something one day. Chats at noon on 680 CJOB. Thank you so much, Skylar Peters. How you doing, Skylar? Good. It's been yeah. a- been a minute since we got back together, fellas. Been Bands a while. back together. Check the social. I put it out. The social. <laughs> pistol, just... pistol slash Hollywood Peters, Cam Poitras, and JT. I just put it out on Twitter. Bands back together. CPJTSP. Oh, and back together for the rest of the year because I have no more holiday days booked. So that's, that's it. it eh? I'm locked and loaded, yeah. Locked and loaded. All the, the Disneyland the trips are done. I no, just no realized. Disneyland. Uh, Maybe next year I'll go back to Disney World, not Disneyland. Very different. Oh, what you got me. against Disneyland? I got nothing against <laughs> Disneyland. It like you do. No, I have nothing against Disneyland. They are just two very different places. There was what, some disgust on your what face What happened there? at Disneyland? <laughs> Never been to Disneyland. Stranger asked you to go for a walk. What happened? Never been to Disneyland. I've only been to Disney World. And they are two different places. I uh, just realized my... This is a very first world problem. For uh, Hawaii vacation oh. falls both during a potential West semifinal and West final game for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. So I'm catching that bad boy at like 3 a.m. Wow. Somewhere. Wow. So tough. How, how can we help you? <laughs> Do you need me to send you the times? Please Do you donate know to the GoFundMe because Will I looked you, up. Have you uh, checked okay? the time zone calculations Should yet? Should we get you one of those neck pillows? Is that what you're asking? Oh, I looked up the tea times for uh, Kapalua, oh. the ocean course, boys. Uh, yeah, any charitable donations accepted. Wow. I haven't haven't got one, just to be clear. Hollywood has a summer car. Oh. He's now got a vacation plan. Hawaii, it's an expensive place to yes. go. <laughs> And he can't get Taylor Swift tickets. He's well, got work real days big a week. problems. I think those Swifty tickets are going to come through. Yeah, that's uh, 
not my end of the relationship dealing with Taylor Swift tickets. I'll tell you okay. that. T-Swift. T- okay. Thanks yeah. a lot, Skylar. Yeah, appreciate pleasure. it. Let us know if we can help you with that Hawaii trip anymore. <laughs> yeah. If I can crunch some time zones for you, I'm usually pretty good at them. Yeah. Appreciate it. If you need to know what time it is, let us know. 204-780-6868. Lineups, we we had Mitchell Clinton on uh, earlier, the the radio color analyst for the Winnipeg Jets right here on 680 CJOB. Of course, the Jets uh, winning their previous two preseason games. 2-0 is what their record is so far in this preseason. Both uh, back-to-back wins against the Oilers, welcoming the Flames tonight. Pre-game at 5, puck drop at 7. Lineup, Nemesnikov with Perfetti and Niederreiter. I follow Lowry and Appleton. Harkins, Kupari, and Ford. Uh, Malat, Toninato, and Jeff Veal. Um and then the defensive pairings, Dylan Hainola, uh, Chisholm, Cap, uh, and Capobianco has been is, is out now, uh, dealing with some tightness. Uh, Tyrell Bauer is going to suit into that spot, and then uh, and then Stanley and Niazev as well. Uh, and then Connor Hellebuck is going to get the start. We'll see how much uh, he's going to get going. But Nemestikov moved up with Perfetti and um, and and uh, Niederreiter, Jim Ehlers out, and here was a Rick Bonus on uh, his uh, speedy forward, uh, not yet in a preseason game, and as well, not later this week as well. Well, he's still not skating with the group. He skated with the injured guys today, and uh, we were hoping he would play tonight. We were hoping he would play in Ottawa, but that doesn't look like it's going to happen. That's disappointing for him and for us. It's taken probably a little longer to heal than we thought. It was in the gym after, yeah. Yeah, both very high, very high frustration level. Well, once again, Nick Ehlers is going to be starting the season. I know he went through all camp last year, played a couple games, uh, went injured. Uh, and this year again, um, he's going to be starting late. He's going to be behind the eight ball once again before this even, uh, the season even starts. Well, and I like what Rick Bonus said, frustrations on both sides. Like Nick Ehlers has to be extremely frustrated. He wants to play hockey. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, missed the majority of the season last year when he was being elevated with his role on this team. This year, it's elevated even more. He would have been on the top line anyway, but now he's on the number one power play. So I can understand Nick's frustration. And look, if you've ever been injured constantly or over a period of time, it's frustrating. Um, But then from the team standpoint too, they need him. And so there's a lot of people over the years who, given the metrics and the analytics and everything else, that this is bigger role, more minutes per night. Look, I've... I've seen some things I've been around covering hockey for close to 30 years. More ice time often with certain players equates to more injuries. And I'm not saying Nick Ehlers, one of them, but I, I'm not upset with his usage over the time that we've seen him because this has become something to be concerned with in my mind. Yes. Um, And it's, it's not his fault. I'm not trying to lay the blame at Ehlers' feet. This is in no means not his fault. And if you've ever met met Nick Ehlers, nobody loves to play the game more than him. I'm not saying anything like that, but so many players or not so many, there have been players that just you're left frustrated because they just can't stay healthy, even though they do everything they can to stay healthy. They put on weight, they take Mm -hmm. off weight, they add muscle, they, they take muscle off. Um, so this is, I can, I like what Rick bonus said there because I, at the forefront, it's extremely frustrating for Nick Ehlers. I can totally see that, but from a team standpoint too, it's gotta be frustrating. Like this is one of their best players mm-hmm. and he just hasn't been available a lot. And then I was mentioning yesterday on the show, 
when he came back last year, I thought it took him at least a month, 30 to 35 days of games to get back to a level where he's accustomed to. Yeah. Because he missed so much. Yeah. So well, the, the obvious starting, thing that he said yeah, there the is not Friday. Yeah. And I'm like, holy cow. Like now you're you're going to be going into next week. That's two weeks of training camp. Yeah, then that's that's the point I'm making. It's again, he's starting he's starting on the back foot. Everyone else is going to have a leg up, and he's going to have to be playing catch up again. And that just becomes more and more difficult. Last year, uh, played 45 games, averaged 15 minutes and 39 seconds of ice time. Um, you know, and just as you said, Jim, there's been a call. Always needs to play 18. He needs to be playing. Um, 20 minutes, you know, a night 20 minutes a night and I, stuff I, like my that. My point to that is, is I wouldn't not, not play Nick Ehlers in key situations. Number one line, number one power play, but I, it's in the back of my mind. Now, if I got to run this line and this guy, 22, 24 minutes a night, some yeah. nights, it, am I going to risk more injury with him? Yeah. And he was fairly healthy over the first five years uh, of his career, maybe missed you know, 40 games over a five-year span. That's that's not that bad. It just started in 2020, 2021. He played 47 games. And I know that that was a, you know, that's a, that's a short year. He played 62 last year, 45 this year. I, I think everybody was sort of waiting to see. And, and like, and I remember when we were teeing up the season, Jim, we were talking about this and it was like, this is the year where it's kind of a put up or shut up situation for Nick Ehlers, where it's like, yeah, okay. The analytics suggest this. The analytics suggest that. But we haven't seen it yet from Nick Ehlers. And the big issue is he's been not been able to stay on the ice. And so uh, this this injury is not healing the way that the team wants it. And they're looking elsewhere. They're, they're not going to be able to sit here and wait for Ehlers to get going. They they move and they wanted to get Kupari and Nemestikov. I mean, the idea was that these guys were going to be playing together. They were going to be the ones to build chemistry. Rick Bonus has been talking about that this whole time. Building chemistry, building chemistry, building chemistry. Well, the team can't sit there and wait. Nemestikov's going to move up. They, they're going to keep Perfetti and Niederreiter together. Um, but it's just the situation that the team is in is in right now. Well, and this is my point. It's not a reoccurring injury, right? It's not the same injury. Yeah. He, he's If you look at his injury history, it's always something different. Um, neck spasms, as Mitch Clinton told us, those are, those are tough. And if it's not healing, I just... There's just some athletes that, like I've said, it, no matter what great shape they're in, it just seems to to be tough for them to get into games, and it's it's always disappointing and, and sad. He's got a lot of career left in him. Yes, but I, I do, you know, look towards. It, it's a concern from a team standpoint. Yeah, he's twenty seven. We'll see, how, he's the, only yeah, we'll see yeah. how the season goes here. Um, and then, like I said, knowing Nick a little bit, nobody's more frustrated with this than Nick Ehlers, especially at the start of the season. But I thought it was a great example of no matter who you are, how you think you can miss four to six weeks and just walk back in. And I'm not saying Nick felt that way, but it was a prime example. Like when he came back, it was at least a month before he got up to speed and and all flying all. It was like there was games where he looked really rough, and I totally got it. Like yeah. I'm like this guy has been gone for three months. Everybody else is is flying right now. It's January, right? Mm-hmm. So. That's the situation. Yeah, and uh, here's Bones looking to keep uh, that line going and looking for Ehlers' replacement right now. Nick should be up there. Nick would have been up there. Let's put it that way. Right, yeah. yeah. You, you have guys, you know, so now we got to, yeah, we got to, yeah. We're trying to fight, build some chemistry between Nino and, and Cole, for sure, seeing what that looks like. And then we just got to make sure uh, we, we find the right guy on the left side. Uh, another um, comment here, and Kelly Moore asking uh, Mason Appleton, 
uh, about uh, a line that has been sticking together this entire time. Alex, I follow Captain Adam Lowry, as well as uh, Appleton himself. For sure. Uh, obviously, you know, whenever you're new to a place, you want, you know, the guys you're playing with, especially to kind of take you under and, you know, help teach you about the things and, uh, you know, that we're doing or we're trying to accomplish out there. So I think uh, there's just been really good open communication between all three of us. And uh, we're, we're learning from him too, you know, what he likes to do and how he takes as a player. So I think we're, we're finding ways to uh, make each other better through training camp too, but we're definitely balancing ideas off each other and, you know, uh, fine-tuning all the system stuff. So then when we, when we drop the puck uh, game one, we're, uh, we're all on the same page. Two games in, how have you felt about those guys, Jim? I like them. Yeah. And like I've said, this is what I'm looking towards at camp on how they have chemistry, how they work, how they – I think the bottom six should produce more. Like off some offense, and mm-hmm. if they can do what they normally do and and produce some offense, I think this team is better. I think they're they're deeper. The top six isn't as skilled as it has been, but I'm equating it this way. And I don't know what the actual goes for goals against where I, I, yeah. I should look those up. But you know, if they score 15 less goals per year and keep 20 to 30 more yeah. out. Does that not equate more wins, right? Mm-hmm. So I, 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 and if the power play can, like lost in this whole conversation is that power play was loaded last year and it struggled mightily. Especially in the back half of the so year. If, they this, went- if this power play can just produce better than last year and, and this team say scores 15 less goals or 20 less goals last year, but they keep 20 to 30 out, I think it's going to equal more wins. And so I like that line. I think it's going to produce more. Mm-hmm. I like the top line, um, what it looks like. Uh, I like the fourth line. So, yeah. uh, I mean, it's too bad about Ehlers and we'll wait to see. But everything Rick Bonus said there to me equated to also when he does come back, when he does get on the main group, which is he's not going to play Friday again. We're going into next week with him hoping to just get back with the main group. I don't know if they start Nick Ehlers where they pencil them in. Yeah, that's a question. They're 17 days away from the start of the season. If this goes another week, you're now 9 to 10 days away. I don't know if if he gets on the ice for a week, you go, okay, here's number two and number one power play. I don't know if you just – and not because he might not be ready. He may just out of fear of – it's neck spasms, right? Yeah, so, I, I have no question that Nick Ehlers did not come to camp totally prepared and, and in shape. Of course he did. But it's about it's about getting into the it's about getting into the groove, getting the feel of the puck, you know, getting getting hit. That's a huge part of training camp, Jim, is getting hit, taking hits, you know, playing physical. I mean, that's the point of getting into these games and understanding. It's like I remember Zach Kalaros always saying in, in him and uh Drew Altarski laughing around, it's that first hit that you kind of are the most fearful when you when you when you come back after the offseason. And once you take a pop or two, then you then you're kind of right back in it. That's the thing you're most concerned about. What we just said about him or most players when they get back in the lineup after a couple months off, it takes could take two weeks, could take a month, could take a week, well, whatever it takes. This is a team, as we saw last year, got out of the gate fantastically, and in January was in first in the West, and then we saw what happened. This is a team that, how they're structured, need to win as much as they can as soon as they can. So I don't know if you come out of the gate and he's not, you know, 110% um, where he slots in, but it's ominous, and it's really disappointing. Like, it's disappointing for Nick. I feel for him, and I also feel bad for the team. It'd be great to start the season healthy. Let's take a break. Let's come back on the other side. We'll take a look around the league, some of the other big stories uh, sending around. Uh, well, look at this, Florida and the Hurricanes. Also, uh, what's going on with the Ducks? Anaheim, that's a crazy situation going on there. But, uh, Jim, I wanted to bring this to your attention. 
Adam Fantilli. Well, he's been rooming with uh, Patrick Laine in, in Columbus. And Fantilli is quoted. The new center for the Columbus Blue Jackets? Well, Did you read that? He's been playing some center. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll see how that works out. Adam Fantilli uh, has been rooming with Patrick Laine, talking about his cooking. Quote, wow. his, this is fantastic. His cooking is unreal. I'm not even going to lie. He's a wizard with the air fryer. He made us some pretty good steaks in the air fryer, and his chicken was really good, too. The minute rice was also pretty good. I'm telling you, he knows his way and what he's doing in a kitchen. No disrespect, but an air fryer can make anybody look like Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> an air fryer is magical. You it has what? magical powers, an air fryer. My favorite part there is the minute rice. It's the minute like, rice is awesome. You can't even turn on a... You can't get, even turn on a uh, you know a rice cooker. You get beep, home from beep, practice beep, beep, at two forty five in the afternoon. You don't have time to cook rice. <laughs> you you got to get that minute rice out. That brown. By the time you rice. nap and fortnight, maybe go to a movie. You don't have time to cook rice. So he's making minute rice with steaks in the air fryer. And Fantilli's talking like his food is unreal. I love an unreal, air fryer. Unreal, quote not, unquote, unreal. I love an air fryer. There's no, I love an air fryer. He's a wizard. And my barbecue is in the minus 45, and I'm not putting steaks in an air fryer. I'm Chook. putting them on the barbie every time. Chook. Doot, doot, doot. Man, that steak's going to be unreal. We'll be right back. This guy's a chef. <laughs> what are you doing playing hockey? What are you putting? You can put everything in the air fryer, and it's magnificent. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. Welcome back to the show. Pre-game at 5. Puck drop at 7 right here on 680 CJOB. Preseason game number 3. Winnipeg Jets hosting the Calgary Flames. If you're heading to the game, make sure you uh, enjoy, have fun, doing all that stuff safely. Uh, defenseman Jamie Drysdale and forward Trevor Zegras still without contracts, both unsigned RFAs. Uh, with the Anaheim Ducks, Pat Verbeek, the little ball of hate, um, is when from his playing days, um, offering Trevor Zegris a three-year deal, four million per. Um, but things really aren't uh, aren't aren't really progressing on both of those those situations. Uh, it's it's interesting, anyways, to say the least. I, I'm I'm not sure what the Ducks have to lose. I, I don't think Trevor Zegers is a guy that's going to resign in Anaheim. I, I just see him as a guy that's going to make the move here. But Jamie Drive, uh, Drysdale, that's a guy that you you want to really, really knot up. Like that's a guy you want to keep. He's going to be a stud yes. in the league. Um, and uh, I saw a clip. I wouldn't. I rarely listen, but I saw a clip from Spitting Chicklets that said, "Would you trade Rasmus Dahlin to Anaheim for Zegers and Drysdale?" And Bis- mm. Bissonette and the other guy was like, "Absolutely not. Dahlin is Dahlin." And he's like, and and Whitney was like, you have Owen Power. You could get a center and Drysdale who could become Darlene. And I found that interesting because what is Anaheim looking for? What are they doing? They're totally rebuilding, but those are pieces you rebuild around. Mm-hmm. They gave Alex Killorn $36 million. I, I Zegers, whatever. If you feel he's the next one or not, I don't care. Yeah. Uh, but. And Drysdale isn't even in camp. Yeah, you know how I feel about Zegers. I, I, I wouldn't touch him until he's in, enters UFA. I think. But he's, you get the point, right? Yeah. Like you're Anaheim. These are your highly touted prospects that you've drafted and brought into the fold. You don't have to overpay them, but you should pay them, shouldn't you? Yeah, Florida as well. Uh, it's going to be uh, putting Skylar Brendamore in the lineup against his father Rod and the Hurricanes tonight. 
Uh, Paul Maurice, of course, coaching the Panthers, also coached Rod and the Hurricanes as well. Rod the Bod, now Rod's kid. Let's take a. That's going to be his a, name's Todd. Jim Toth is going to take you all the way until three o'clock. That's it for me. I'll be back same time tomorrow. See you. Jets at noon on six eight CJOB.